Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. Welcome to our preview show of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Simon. Alf is with me. Chris is absent this week, but Alf and I are going to kick it back and forth. Obviously, looking ahead to Sunday's game, Miami back at home against the New York Giants, the ailing New York Giants. Before we get to that, this show is brought to you by our friends at Price Picks. Use the promo code 3YARDS, that's the number 3YARDS, to get $100 match bonus on your $100 deposit. By Better Edge, go to betteredge.com forward slash five, the number five reasons. Get $20 just for signing up. By gopuff.com, use the promo code welcome, 1010-1010. Get $10, $10, do you use dollars or dollars, Al? Dollars. Dollars get ten dollars off your first ten orders by factormeals.com. Use the promo code three, the number three yards per carry 550 for 50% off your first order. And of course, we welcome them back on Monday night. Our old friends at Manscaped haven't had my new Manscaped lawnmower y kind of thing. Al, have you had yours yet? The beard, no, I haven't, I haven't gotten that yet. I haven't gotten that no. yet. It turns out that uh, a friend of mine. Matt and everybody knows knows him. Uh, if you're a member of OnlyFans, he's a member of OnlyFans. He's the account executive, which is a fancy way of saying that he's the one who got me this account uh, and got the network this account. He's the one who's in charge of getting us all of these goodies and all these. Hey, Matt, hook us up, buddy. I've got a beard. Chris, unfortunately, beard. he is currently in Turkey, and next week he'll be in Greece. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to hear this. Like, he should have sorted this shit out before he went on holiday. Um. Anyway, look. We've got football back, thank God. In fact, week five starts in about an hour's time. We're ahead of the uh, Chicago game. And Dick Buckus, uh, unfortunately, the news broke in the last half an hour. Dick Buckus has passed away at the age of 80, the legendary Chicago Bear. But anyway, we have football back. We have all sorts of things. We've got a massive debate going on about whether or not Taylor Swift is good or not for the National Football League. She's good. It's great. Like, just embrace it. I don't understand why people would even give two hoots whether or not there's a bit of coverage about Taylor very, Swift. Very quickly, Simon, Dick Buckus, the yeah. consensus greatest middle linebacker, middle of, all linebacker time, of all time, and, and and it's never been any closer? I mean, I never watched him play live, so I couldn't say, but, you know. Well, by, by highlight and reputation. And yeah, by of course. Highlights and reputation, absolutely. You know, you throw Mike Singletary in there and uh, another Chicago Bear, but yeah, I think that Buckus is the um, Buckus is the guy. It's kind of hard to argue with. Hard to argue with history, Alf. Yes. Yeah, because uh, anyway. everybody everybody wants to argue about who's the greatest quarterback of all time, and I guess wide receiver is the closest. Because if you ask ten people, at least nine will say Jerry Rice, right? Yeah, I have to go by general. So the best quarterback of all time is Tom Brady. Okay, the mm-hmm. best passer of all time. I think that's a different argument because I would say that Dan Marino is the best pure passer of all time. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably the best pure passer of this generation and certainly deserves to be mentioned with 
um, with Marino. Best quarterback of all time. I think you've got to consider, you know, winning. You know, nobody's won more than Tom Brady. You look at scheme, played in diverse offensive schemes. Mm-hmm. But I think you've also got to throw in. There's, there's lots of other names. And also, it's very difficult to judge generation by generation. You know, Otto Graham is one of the great, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. But Otto Graham played in a, at a time, you know, you just can't compare the football that Otto Graham played in Cleveland to the football that Tom Brady played in New England in terms of the game of football and, and how it's revolutionized. You can't even compare, you know, the guys from the 70s, Roger Staubach and and Terry Bradshaw and, you know, to, to the modern game. Where would you put Joe Montana, for example? You know, mm-hmm. and the debate about Joe Montana is, is a fascinating one because he is obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And I'm not in any way, shape or form saying that either Tua or Brock Purdy are in the same uh, sphere yet as Joe Montana. But there are significant similarities with with scheme um, and with, you know, all the things that, that Brock and Tua get knocked for are the same things that, you know, Joe Montana is in the Hall of Fame for. Obviously, I'm not, as I say, I'm not comparing the two. Joe won multiple Super Bowls, is the first ballot, was the first ballot Hall of Famer, and is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But, you know, he played with great players. You go back and look, you know, Tom Rath, Tom Rathbun and Roger Craig and, and you know, Jerry Rice and John Taylor. And, and that offensive line was fantastic, you know, with the the players that they had on that on that offensive line. So I think it's quite um it's quite an interesting discussion around best quarterbacks. Best receivers for me, I think generationally for me, mm-hmm. in the game that I have watched, I think I probably mentioned this on the pod a few weeks ago. It was Jerry Rice to start with. The middle portion of my fandom, uh, it was Randy Moss. And I think it's very hard not to put Tyreek Hill in uh, as the best receiver mm-hmm. of the modern generation just because of what he does and the fact that he's such an unbelievable weapon. So for me, that's... I, I think, who's the greatest player you've ever seen? The greatest player... Look, I have one that I always go off the board and everybody looks at me weird when I say it, but since he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, I feel good saying it. Calvin Johnson is... Okay, yeah, yeah. He's the one guy that I saw and I said, nobody is better than him in this game. And I really do believe he, if he played in better circumstances, yeah, not that he had a bad quarterback, Matt Stafford is, is a good quarterback and he was a good quarterback at the time. It was just those teams. If he was in better circumstances, he'd be a household name. I think he'd be in that discussion for greatest wide receiver of all time. And I think, you know, I guess, you know, us Calvin Johnson fans are pretty vindicated. He was the first battle Hall of Famer, you know? That's not a bad yeah. thing. And if you want a defensive player, I'm a massive, massive Woodson fan. Like, I, I oh, think he – Charles Woodson, in my opinion, was, was one of the best. Charles. Yeah, Charles Woodson. Rob Woodson's great, too. Another first, first battle Hall of Famer. But Charles Woodson, in my opinion, is one of the best defenders, defenders I've ever seen because it's hard to go from all pro shut down corner to becoming one of the best safeties of all time. You know, so yeah. those are my two I would, guys. I would say Lawrence Taylor and Deion Sanders, I think, are the best two players I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I would agree with those for sure. Hard to hard to argue with any of those, though. Really, is it? It's um, it is interesting and difficult to difficult to quantify. Anyway, back to the Beard Hedger Pro because it is the New Deal, the real MVP released by Manscaped. It is the Calvin Johnson, the Lawrence Taylor of beard hedging, if you like. Nine million men, Alf, use Manscaped worldwide. Nine million men. Uh, it apparently could do a job on Chris's hair. And if you don't know what Chris looks like, <laughs> Chris has <laughs> Chris has long hair. 
doesn't he? I mean, he has. He looks like a country music star. And if uh, uh, Chris Stapleton, have you seen Chris Stapleton? Um, I know the name, and I probably have seen him. So I'm hey, he's a him. huge country music star right now, and he's the one. Oh yes, the, I do know. He's yes, the one yeah. that does the Monday Night Football very appropriately. Oh yes, okay, of course, of course. He I does know. the Monday Night Football entry. Chris, like Chris, looks like that dude. Yes, he does. <laughs> Chris looks like that dude. He also looks like he could definitely use a beard hedger pro kit by Manscaped. You could get. 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the and use the code 5RSN. Your grass is not artificial, so keep it shaved with Manscaped. Right. Let's get to this game. Let's start with when the Dolphins have the ball on offense. We've we've seen Wink Martindale out this evening talking about how, you know. His wife phoned him last night to say she was worried about him. Is he getting enough sleep? And he was like, yeah, I sleep like a baby. I have two hours and I wake up crying, worrying about <laughs> this team. He was very complimentary about McDaniel, very complimentary about the speed, very complimentary about Tua. You know, and this is a team, generally the Giants, who were kind of ragged and on the ropes, especially on offense, but it's not been going well on defense either, has it? Where is this game going to be won for the Dolphins? If they, um, Because to me, it feels like a game where they could score you know, 40, 50 points potentially if, if if things go well for them. Well, this is one of those games and, you know, I hate to be uh, the, the guy to remind people of like good takes, but I said everybody that I told everybody that Denver had the, the Dolphins had a schematic advantage against the Denver defense and that I wouldn't be surprised if they put up 40 points, they put up 70. Okay. And that's why I predicted 40 points. This is the same, same deal. Uh, are they going to really completely change out what they do? They're going to stop blitzing. They're going to play more sound defense, more zone. I doubt it. It's not what they do. They're going to have to mix in some of that. And Tua Tungvaluwa has just been absolutely sublime against the blitz this year. Big plays should come against it. And I do expect a few. It'll it'll be a little bit different than uh, than what you saw against Buffalo. Against Buffalo, uh, I actually didn't mind the the Dolphins' offensive performance against Buffalo. It's just a, they were fighting the scoreboard. If they stay on schedule, I think that they get right around that thirty point uh, margin uh, against a really good defense and probably the best defense in football. So I didn't really mind their their offense, but it was much more methodical. I don't think it's going to be too methodical against the the Giants. I think this could be one of those situations where you might see one methodical, you know, seven or eight play drive, and the rest could be two or three play drives that just hit on the unfortunate cover zero that Wake Martindale throws to his way, and maybe Jalen Waddle takes one to the house. Maybe it's a swing pass. Maybe it's a it's a screen to Achan or Achan. I I can't pronounce his fucking name ever since he changed it. By the way, Achan. Achan. Okay, perfect. So it could be any of those things. And I think that this is the type of game where, you know, you're going to look at the at the the summary at the end of the game. You're going to say, whoa, uh, Dolphins had three 60-yard touchdowns and one drive. Yeah, uh, something similar to that. I think they can score in bunches, but very, very, very quickly. Yeah, it's interesting watching this defense because Wink Blitz is on 49% of passing downs, which is the highest in the league by a significant amount. Now, is he going to... You know, if you blitz like if you blitz to a at the weekend like that, you are going to get destroyed. But that has always been Wink's game, you know, and he will have seen what Buffalo were able to do in terms of getting home with four, in terms of taking away that first read, and sometimes taking away the first and second read. Uh, and Mike will have seen that as well. Mike McDaniel will have seen that as well. So you know, there will be a plan for that. 
Um, so very much kind of a, a coaching chess match this week away from the field. Obviously, they've got good players on defense, no more so than Dexter Lawrence, the, the, the big Clemson nose mm-hmm. tackle who played next to Christian Wilkins. But they've had trouble getting to the quarterback. Kayvon Thibodeau's had a slow start to the season. Um, you know, Lawrence is playing at his usual high level. And on the back end, they're breaking in a number of new players, but especially uh, a guy who I thought played very well, actually, on Monday night, and that was the rookie, the first-round pick out of, out of Maryland, Deontay Banks, who I thought mm-hmm. played very well against DK Metcalf. Um, they play Cordell Flott. They play a lot of Adoree Jackson. Obviously, our old friend Bobby McCain, the leader of that secondary. In fact, the leader of the defense, really, along with Lawrence, is Xavier McKinney, a, a guy that Tua knows very well, obviously, from Alabama. But the one guy that kept flashing to me, and I've seen the Giants three out of five, three out of their four games this season, um, and not necessarily because he's an outstanding player, but he's kind of a functional player. But what he does always do well, and he did well at Stanford, he did well in Indianapolis, and he does well with the Giants, and that's Bobby Okariki, or I don't, he's changed mm. the pronunciation of his name, but we all know who I mean. Um, in terms of how he plays and how he knifes through in in outside zone runs, um, which he reads very well. He had a, a couple of big stops, knifing into the backfield, taking really good angles and getting to the ball carrier with speed. But to me, this just looks like a team that is absolutely ripe for the picking. And Wink is a great defensive coordinator, has been a great defensive coordinator, but boy, if he's blitzing on 49% of two of throws, I mean, that score could be anything. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And as far as the talent on defense, I, I'm with you. Even Isaiah Simmons, a guy who kind of busted out of uh, Arizona, they found a home for him here. They play him on third downs, and he's actually paid – you know he's he's paid some dividends, and it's hard to say that about a team that's one and three. But uh, their defense has had its moments, um, especially in that comeback against the Cardinals. And Isaiah Simmons on third down has actually been pretty good. Uh, Boogie Basham, who they picked up, has really been essentially nothing. Uh, but they have a lot of talent. I am I'm with you again. Uh, this is a really talented group. If you just look at it from top to bottom. And you project a little bit because you got to have a little faith in Deontay Banks. I really like them coming out, but you got to have some faith. You know, he's only played a couple of games. Uh, Adoree Jackson's a guy that they actually trust a, a lot, especially with with the bigger nickels. Uh, I mean, the the bigger slot receivers in this league, like they'll they'll let him travel all over the field. Uh, they did some last week with uh, Tyler Lockett, as as Seattle is want to use Lockett in the slot. Uh, they matched him up and he had some success in the second half. Uh, but yeah, you, you're right. Uh, everything's up front. Dexter Lawrence is an absolute stud. Uh, Leonard Williams, we know about him. And Kevon Thibodeau, you know, is a guy that, you know, has steadily improved in this league. And his reputation is well, well earned. He's a really good pass rusher. A little bit one-dimensional, uh, maybe. But a uh, really good player. Uh, Nunez Rochas, like they have a lot of talent on this front seven. Aziz Ojolari is a guy who's had some success in the NFL as well. But um, I'm interested to see Dexter Lawrence. And hopefully it, because it, this is something I want to ask you about in the second half of this show as we talk about uh, the Dolphins defense. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is on the other side. And we know who his teammate was at Clemson. It was Kristen Wilkins. Um, going over Kristen Wilkins' games, man, he bet on himself. And he's playing for that contract, and you can't help but think he's losing money by the second or by the snap. And I'll ask you about him in the second half. But uh, well, I'll answer it now. It's um, I mean, I, I think I made the point on on Monday. I think you're not going to pay it. No, no GM, and it, it, you know, even if Miami trade him, 
no GM is paying him the same as Chris Jones or Quinn Williams or, or those guys. You have to on these in the modern game. You have to be able to impact. Uh, you know the passing game from the interior defensive line. He is not a sack guy. He never has been. Never was at Clemson. Never has been in the NFL. He is an all-action energizer bunny, team leader, excellent player. You know, uh, tackles for losses, run stuffs, all that sort of thing. A hundred percent chasing down the field, special teams, everything. You know, you you absolutely want a guy like that on your team. But ultimately, he's Kenny Clark, and that is not a bad thing. Kenny Clark is a really, really good player. The Green mm. Bay defensive tackle, but Kenny Clark does not impact pass rush, and which is why Kenny Clark is paid in the in the seventy million bracket. I think he's actually paid seventy five million. Um, and Quinn Williams and Chris Jones, who can get double digit sacks, that's why they're paid in the ninety to one hundred million bracket. Uh, and that won't change. I mean, the the caveat to that is the big old oak soaking up, uh, you know, nose tackles like a Dexter Lawrence, like a Vita Vea, guys that can take on, you know, who can two gap and take on, you know, multiple players and still, you know, impact the 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 run game. They are extremely valuable. Christian is not that kind of guy, you know. So I, I think he would be should be paid accordingly. And I think if he thinks he's going to be paid like Chris Jones whether that's in Miami or Minnesota or Manitoba, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and Dexter Lawrence is a guy that he may not have those gaudy sack numbers, but he has gaudy quarterback hit numbers, and those matter. And that's something that Kristen Wilkins has not had. Hopefully this is a week where he can gain some inspiration from Dexter Lawrence because it's it's sorely needed. He's having a bad start to his season. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think, look, in this game, jumping back to 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 what you know the giant struggles have been. You know, I watched the game against the 49ers, and I think you know the 49ers ran the ball all over the Giants. I think they had 159 yards rushing, but also Brock Purdy just made hay in a short intermediate area, uh, as he you know as he does with you know his really good accuracy and timing and, and anticipation, which is obviously what Tua has. Um, you know, killed him with short passes to the to the flat. Um, so I think, you know, Moster and Achan and Tyreek, but also Berrios, maybe Durham Smythe should eat in this game. And, you know, the continue, continue drip, 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 drip of doing that. I think um I think Miami's offense is in for a um is in for a big day. Yeah. And this is uh, not, you I know, I don't agree. think we, I don't think it's you know, I talked on Monday about the arrogance going into the Buffalo game that I think was a little bit unfounded. I thought the t-shirts was one of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard of. Um, but I think there is a reason to be confident. This is not Sean McDermott's defense. This is not the Buffalo defense. This is, you know, this is a defense that got ran over on Monday night by by Zach Charbonnet and by um by Kenneth Walker. Um so yeah, I, I predict big things for the Dolphins. Yeah, completely, completely agree. I think we could go to break here, but uh, yeah, on, on the way out, you just mentioned him, Zach Charbonnet, as advertised, huh? Like we liked yeah. him, and like we, we're ha- we had a very, very good draft run. If you go back to all our all our shows, <laughs> like all those guys are stars now in, in the in the NFL. But Zach Charbonnet, wow, right? Yeah, and actually, I think he, um, I think he is the kind of epitome of of that Seahawks draft class. When you look at it, you look at you know. Witherspoon had the absolute monster night mm. on on Monday night with two sacks, the pick six, seven tackles. Smith and Jigba has been everything they wanted to be certainly in camp. I know he broke his hand, but he, you know he's still a good player. Derek Hall's been into the rotation. Charbonnet's been excellent. Anthony Bradford has played really well coming in at guard, especially when they were kind of down to their final sort of two or three players. I know Mike Morris got injured. Um, Kenny McIntosh has, has played a little bit. Jarek Reed is playing a little bit. 
Um, so yeah, it's um that's a hell of a draft class for um for John Schneider and for and for Pete Carroll. But yeah, we will go to break, and when we come back, we will dive into what will happen when the Giants have the ball. Stay with us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six. That's nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Or visit the website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than eighty five star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. Welcome back to Three Yards Per Carry. It's Simon and Alf. We are previewing. Sunday's game at home in Miami against the flailing, ailing New York Giants. They are one and three coming off a defeat on Monday night football. Bit of a blowout, really, to the Seattle Seahawks. And and Alf, look, you know, we talked some about some problems on the Giants defense, but there are real problems on the offense. And it kind of starts with Daniel Jones, who I feel a little bit sorry for because um you know, I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but obviously I don't think he's a quarterback that necessarily and the contract is a really bad thing as well in terms of you know, the money that he was given. But will Saquon play? It's a big question. He's been out for a couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain. He's been, he's had a couple of days of sort of taking a few reps, but they've been leaning on Matt Breeder and Gary Brightwell in games. But there's just no speed on that offense. And I know they've got guys who, you know, were fast and to Paris Campbell and and Wondell Robinson and, and Sterling Shepard. And Robinson, you know, had a couple of plays the other night and they've got Jalen Hyatt, obviously, who's got great speed, but they just can't, 
they just do not have enough time to throw the ball down the field because their offensive line has been absolutely a atrocious and b just decimated with injuries. And I haven't seen the injury report today, but I know that certainly yesterday, uh, Andrew Thomas, John Michael Schmitz, and Shane Lemieux, none of them practiced. That none of them good. practiced again today, and all are go. likely not to play on Sunday. So. Yeah, I mean, that's great for the Dolphins because, you know, our pass rush generally has not been very good this season in terms of just consistently getting home. And, and you know, the Seahawks had 11 sacks, but even when they weren't sacking Daniel Jones, he was either running for his life um, or just not able to get passes deep down the field. And they called a couple of, you know, shot plays down the field and they just couldn't, he was never able to set his feet and get a launch pad and get the ball away. And, you know, they were, they were really struggling and they had guards at tackles and, and Evan Neal, the right tackle, the first round pick out of Alabama has really struggled. And yeah, I mean, again, this could be a, an opportunity for the Dolphins to, to really get after Jones and, and really make him uncomfortable. And I don't know, like Barry Jackson talked about it today about some of the media members were saying, look, maybe Vic should sort of incorporate some of Josh Boyer's sort of, blitzing tendencies and using some of the the players who've got unique skill sets brandon jones might be the best blitzing safety in the nfl um and yet didn't have a single play at the weekend where he blitzed and, and looked really uncomfortable playing much deeper down the field that's not his game um and i wonder whether or not you know given the situation with the offensive line that that that, that doesn't happen a little bit more on sunday Absolutely. They got they they got to do some changes. They got to make some changes. Uh Vic Fangio was very candid this week when he had his availability with the media and uh he kind of did all his mea culpas and he came out and he said, "Yep, yeah, you know, maybe maybe I should have had X uh, Xavier Howard uh you know on digs a little bit more and maybe I should have done this and maybe I should have done that." Like he was actually pretty candid and uh, all that was left was like, "Yeah, yeah, I kind of screwed up." Yeah, our players weren't very good, but I kind of screwed up as well. Like, like he was very apologetic in his uh, availability. I do expect some changes because, God, they need them. You can't have Brandon Jones, a guy who had seven sacks in a season as a safety, seven sacks as a safety, have not one single pass rush so far this season. Uh, he should be in the box, and he should have a couple of rushes on, on third down on Daniel Jones. If you watch that game against Seattle, if you watched them against San Francisco, uh, he tends to hold the ball an inordinate amount of time. Like, might as well. Like, look, it, I understand that maybe you want to keep your your completion percentage at a respectable rate, but sometimes you got to throw it away because you're just getting killed back there. And you know, it wasn't that there wasn't much downfield because there really wasn't. It was that he was taking just bad sacks at times. Like, they, there was obviously obviously some plays that were just really well covered. And he was just sitting back there and just taking a sack. He has to throw it away. Uh, hopefully that continues. Hopefully that continues for Daniel Jones and and the Dolphins can tee off on him. Uh, as far as Saquon Barkley, you know, he looked okay in the clips that were released to the media this week. So maybe he plays. But why would you? Why would you play your eleven million dollar a year running back with the entire left side of the line out? Shouldn't you make your last stand probably next week in New York against the Buffalo Bills? Because it doesn't get any easier for for the Giants, so I don't know if he'll play, but I don't think it'll make a difference with all those injuries on the offensive line. Uh, they have some talent. Darren Waller is just completely ignored in this offense, and it has to do with that offensive line. They're asking him to help, and when you have an expensive tight end that you want to get the ball to, and all he's doing all game is trying to help your tackles, then you got bigger issues than than most. 
So as far as the rest of the talent on this team, it's, you know, Jalen Hyatt should be something, but he's nothing now. Darius Slayton's a guy I've always liked. And that's a guy that I wanted the Dolphins to to put in a bid for last year when it was uh, when he was available. As far as uh, he was available at the trade deadline, and uh, there was rumors that there were certain teams that were all in on it, Buffalo, uh, Dallas, I believe. I wanted Miami to get in on it. I think Darius Slayton's a really, really nice player. But he's another guy who's essentially wasted in this. So nothing really matters on that offense if those three guys on the left side of the line will not play. And if they don't play, I do expect a get-right game. And I understand that Mike McDaniel will – well, you know, he looked at that and there was a look of terror on his face when they asked him about, first of all, if you're a media member, please don't do that. Don't ask a head coach of a NFL football team, professional football team, if this is a get right game because the other team has the internet and they could see that. So the look of terror on Mike McDaniel's face as he was asked if this is a get right game should have told you everything you need to know. But Let's be realistic about this. This should be a get-right game, and this should be a game where you get your sack totals up and you start to feel a little bit better about yourself. Going into, um, I guess, the the Alabama championship tournament for the the next following two weeks. Mm. My one concern about this is that if we don't get home consistently and we don't get home and we allow Daniel Jones not, I mean, you know, not necessarily to sit and you know, pick us apart because that's not really Daniel's game. But what he does do is he has an ability to move the chains using his legs. He's, you know, outstanding uh, running the court, running as a quarterback. And the concern is that that's something the Dolphins have historically not done particularly well against. And, you know, last week's example of Josh Allen is, is a perfect one. Josh has always killed us with his legs and you kind of don't mm-hmm. want to, a game to become a little bit tight and we tighten up because we're not playing very, very well on defense and maybe we make a couple of mistakes on offense as a fumble or as a pick or you know a couple of series of three and outs or or whatever and you know they just pick up sneaky first downs because Jones keep Jones keeps moving the ball with his feet that are you concerned about that does do you know do you worry about those sorts of things or do you think that you know given the state of play of their offensive line he's just not going to have enough time to to set his feet and you know do anything other than you know, throws in the 15 to 20 yard perimeter rather than, you know, bombs down the field to guys like Hyatt. Yeah, I, I'm I'm afraid that the, their issues on that offensive line are, are just too vast and it's too much of a problem. Now, will he convert some some first downs? You kind of expect him to because he actually converted a couple against Seattle and that was just a, you know, a free-for-all for that Seattle defense. Uh, but you don't want him to be a huge part of that offense, like 100 yards rushing is absolutely unacceptable. You want to keep him somewhere around under 40 yards, maybe a, a couple of conversions because he's going to do that. He's a really athletic quarterback. But other than that, man, you got to tee off on that offensive line and you got to completely short circuit that. Because it's it's not that they're that they're bad just as pass protectors. They're bad in the run game too. Hmm. So when, when you have an entire side of your offensive line that's just – basically incompetent and remember you're missing two really good players and and john michael schmidt and and andrew thomas who many believe is the best left tackle in football when you're missing two players like that and i by the way i really like shane lemieux uh when he was coming out when you're missing that entire side of your offensive line you essentially can't run an offense so you're gonna have to start gimmicking things and i don't know if brian dayball is at the gimmick stage yet 
maybe he's hoping for some of these guys to come back from injury. But if he's not at the gimmick stage, then he's going to try to run offense. And if he's going to try to run offense, you can get pretty much the same results that you've seen the last few weeks, which is essentially a run-run punt, a run-run pass punt type of offense. And that's just what the Dolphins need at this moment. Speaking of results, then it is that time. It's prediction time. Uh, I mean, I hate to say I won again, but I did win again because I predicted that the Bills would win, whereas you two said that the Dolphins would win. So, I, I mean, you might as well just give up now, quite frankly. <laughs> what are you going for this week? What's your prediction? Dolphins at home, back in the, can I say back in the 305, being nearly 50 years old? It sounds like yeah. I'm trying to be like it's the, it is. It is 305, though. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not that stupid. It's more, <laughs> do I, am I trying to sound try to be a hipster and sound like a like a granddad um they're back in the 305 i'm just going to say it again um can they beat the new york giants and if they can what will the score be yeah i think that this is one of those comfortable games um will it look as good as you want it to look like i understand jeff saturday saturday went on espn and predicted a 50 to 10 score uh when the hell have you ever heard people predicting 50 to 10 scores right so I don't think it's going to be one of those 50-point games, okay? Uh, but I do think the Dolphins will score, and I think they'll score often. The thing is, that defense is competent enough that it'll keep them in the game enough, and that offense actually will keep them away from the game. So it'll be a comfortable 31-12 to 12 victory. So they'll um, emulate. They'll emulate. They will emulate exactly, precisely what the 49ers did two weeks ago to the Giants. Okay, I am going New York Giants fourteen, Miami Dolphins forty. Hmm. So there you go, forty to fourteen. We shall see who, we shall see who ultimately wins. But it takes a brave uh, Simon Clancy to be this confident. So, do so the Giants are going to score two touchdowns. Now I'm depressed again. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But yeah. We've got to give them something, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we will be back on Monday with a breakdown of all that happened. Chris will be back. Alf and I will be here as always as well. Uh, enjoy the game on Sunday. You can find us uh, on social media. We're across there. We're on Instagram and uh, on Twitter at three yards per carry. That's the number three yards per carry. Uh, and also on OnlyFins. You can join us on OnlyFins. It's an amazing community, amazing group of people. It's a Discord channel. Um, lots of great fun on there. Lots of great conversations. We do all sorts of like things. Alf is absolutely holding it down almost every day. There's prize giveaways. There's video breakdowns. We do college stuff. We do draft stuff. Um, we break down the games. We show videos of uh, different players and the Dolphins and how they performed. Uh, we're not just kind of pro, pro, pro. We sort of break down some of the bad stuff as well. Uh, really great people on there. Good fun. Come and join us. Have a giggle. Have a laugh. Game days can be fun, especially when we're winning uh, 70 to, to 21 or whatever the score was. Um, so yeah, come and join us on there. And it's very easy to find if you go to our Twitter account. It's simply the pinned tweet. Like I said, we will be back on Monday. Enjoy the game. Go Dolphins. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.